When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. The reality starts right now. We are going to give you real information on a really important topic because, uh, well, it's your life that this thing fuels. It's called money. And this is talking real money. I'm Don. Tom's over there shuffling paper madly. I don't know what he lost, but he's got, he's looking. No, I'm, not, the- I'm not angry. No, no, no. You're mad. just shuffling no. paper. Just moving it around. That's what they pay me to do. So I'll keep oh, it doing it. Oh, a paper shuffler. Well, yeah, you know what we think of them. <laughs> exactly. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Don. <laughs> I don't know what he is. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And you, you've heard the saying, what you don't know can hurt you. Well, what you don't know, can't. it, it can hurt you forever it can hurt you financially in ways that can totally change your future and tom how much how what's the cost of a lack of knowledge i mean what can you put a price tag on it has anyone ever tried to do that well the national financial educators council thank you that was really nice softball the national financial educators council who the heck shows are that forty percent. This is a survey now. This is a survey. This is a survey. Shows that thirty-eight percent, forty percent, four out of ten uh, individuals in a recent survey said their lack of financial literacy cost them at least five hundred dollars in twenty twenty-two. Where do they get that number? I think that's absolutely nuts. Fifteen uh, percent said it set them back by ten thousand dollars or more. I will guarantee you, if you're an investor. It's costing you way more than that. Way, 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 way. It's not even close. Um, 70% said their lack of uh, literacy cost them from zero to $500. I mean, this is silly because we. I look at these portfolios almost every day from people that use actively managed funds, from people that have advisors, from people, all kinds of mistakes that are costing people thousands of dollars a year, not five hundred dollars not even a thousand and we're talking thousands of dollars that you're handing out that the reason they don't know that is because of the following they don't see it they don't get a bill but maybe they're talking about everybody like people who don't invest that their lack of financial which literacy, is half of the people yeah. yeah that that may have cost them some extra fees from their bank or that kind of thing well yeah and which are not insignificant because again if you go use an ATM or if you use a debit card those things have charges again that most people don't consider. They're happy yeah. to take $100 out and pay 3 bucks to get it or 4 or whatever it is today. It's expensive. I think, I think there's a, another old saying that applies here and that is you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And there's a lot I mean, that you don't know. I mean so this is all this is and they talk they get into by, by the way that the, the the lack of knowledge goes back to most people don't get any through the public school system, which is very true. 
it's a very small number. It's I think less than half the states has any education for young people around money, which I think is tragic because there should be some basic knowledge. So, for example, when you get your first job, do you know how much you're going to have to pay out of that for like taxes or what kind of taxes? You should know that. That's not hard. I don't think you got to pay in Social Security. Got to pay right off the bat, particularly when you no, have to factor no. in. You got you got Social Security seven and a half for that, and then yep. you got your your Medicare, which is another yeah something. Then you got one your and a half. I think tax, or taxes. Yeah. Then if you're self, if you have any ten ninety nine income, if you're self employed in any yep. way, shape, or form, add another seven and a half to that for self employment tax. It's expensive. I mean, but you need to know that. I also think, in a general sense, everyone needs to know kind of. What different types of things have made you over the long haul? This is where we get in a lot of trouble because people hear, well, I'll just, I, I'll circle the box that says I'm going to make 15%. How's it going to do that? When on average, stocks have made somewhere around 10, bonds have made somewhere around five, and cash has made somewhere around zero. Know, no. Yeah. Cash. But you mm. need to, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no. But you need to know kind of a general rule on these things because it's going to cost you way more than $500 if you get that wrong, right? I mean, and here's the other one that is this is an education, but it's just sort of common sense. Everything you make, part of that should go saving for your future. Now, it might be saving for a house in the future or a car, or your retirement, but it's some of that you can't spend it all. But most people don't pay attention to that until they reach 40 or sometimes 50 years old. They don't. What you mean? I got to save some of it? That yes, you well, do have but, to. But, really, but, do. But there was an article I read recently where they, uh, one of the newspapers, I don't remember if it was the Times, the Post, Journal, uh, talked to a bunch of younger people, and they said, saving for the future when I make forty grand a year is hard. It's really hard. That I believe. And I, you want me to have no life whatsoever, and. And that's an interesting point because you hear a lot of people say, well, you know, just cut back on a latte a day and you can save a bunch of money. Yeah. But, but, you know, that's taking people's little pleasures away. And really what it comes down to is making better decisions on the bigger stuff. And I think this was some and? great advice. For example, you're going to get that new TV. Do you need the $1,000 OLED TV or can you get by with or, that beautiful 4K no. $400 TV from from TCL or some Chinese manufacturer that isn't Samsung? And by the way, back to that contention. If at the beginning, let's say when you hit 22 and you've got your first full-time job or earlier, you just set it up so some of the money goes away and you never see it. The discipline doesn't, you don't have to write a check. It just simply comes out of your account and gets invested. That, I know, works way better than the alternative. And we're moving more toward that as the default at uh, bigger companies. The problem is it's generally only bigger companies and organizations that offer these kinds of plans to employees. A lot of very small companies, one or two or three employee companies, don't have the resources to offer them or don't want to pay the price to offer these kinds of, uh, of, of programs to employees. And more of those are coming along. I mean, as part of uh, the, the recent acts in Congress, et cetera, there's going to be more of those small programs and state ones to help you get started. We'll talk more about the things you don't know and how they can hurt you and how they can cost you after this. Tom and Don are talking real money.
your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, I looked up this National Financial Educators Council. Yeah, that they um, quote. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 their job. They want to teach you and me how to be national financial educators for for two thousand dollars in classes and another three thousand dollars in certification and tests and it can be up to twelve thousand dollars. It's just like holy cow. <laughs> this is, and you don't. I don't think you need that to teach young people about no, money on and, a and, basic level. No. No. As a matter of fact, if they were really a financial educators council, what they would be doing is actually training people, not training people to train people. But there's not as Touché. much money to be made in training regular people. It's the training people to train people. Apparently, I'm assuming this is a not-for-profit. I don't know. Okay. Uh, no, I you know okay. I don't think so. I think it is a oh. for-profit. Um, oh, although you know I don't know that for sure. I will have to do more research. I was just reading their stuff during the break, which was an unusually short break. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. We'll continue talking about the things you don't know and how they can hurt you. But next, we have Dan Waiten. Dan, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Uh, good afternoon. Hey, thanks, Don, Tom. You've been great, and I really enjoy uh, all your podcasts, and it's kind of fun listening to you. Uh, I retired a couple years ago. Um, I just hit full retirement age, but uh, do not, and my wife's four years younger than I am, but do not plan on taking uh, Social Security until I hit 70. Uh, Social Security seems to have you know really nice cost of living adjustment, and uh, that Social Security itself will take care of probably everything outside of maybe ten or $15,000 a year based off of current dollars, today's dollars. So to make up that difference, I was thinking of uh, buying just tips, just doing uh, five-year tips and and uh, a couple of 10-year tips for the next 10 years just to fill that gap for that $12,000. And that just uh, protects that other $12,000 of today's dollars uh, for inflation and uh, in this last few years, I have done a lot of uh, Roth conversions and other things, and just uh, just preparing our portfolio right. But anyway, I'd like your thoughts on that, please. So you're buying individual tips, is what you're saying? Treasury inflation protected securities, correct? Yes, that's that's correct. I, okay. Uh, the tip funds are very confusing to me, and uh, the the individual tips, uh, what the base fee and and how that interest is paid seems to make more sense to me. I, we do have I-bonds and stuff uh, alternatively, but uh, I think this is probably a, a better idea of knowing what you're going to be getting equivalent to $12,000 of today's dollars. Well, uh, the, one of the things you need to consider, though, is that all tips are going to do is keep you even. That's it. They're going to keep your buying power even. They don't really make money. And there really should be just a slight money-making component in there. Well, he said he has Roth, so I'm assuming oh, okay. in the Roth you own something else, yeah, correct? I, I, what are, yeah, I don't that, even know that, what tips – what correct. what are tips yielding right now? Are they? What sort of yield are you getting on those is what he's asking? Uh, 
the 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 base uh, would be like on a five year would be like one point six two five plus the inflation factor. Okay, because they've had a lower base than that. That I just I'm just pulling right, them they up have. right now. They were they were negative a few years ago. Yeah, they were negative. Yeah. Yeah. So the base is yeah one point two five right now plus yeah. inflation. Okay. Well, then, you know, with that, that's not bad. The problem is in the future when that base rate uh, changes and you're rolling your tips out, you know, that, that, that may change your strategy in the future. But for now, I don't, say, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. No, not for what you're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, we struggle a bit with buying individual bonds, but in this case, you're buying them right from right. the government. So and, you don't really and have laddering. any markups. Yeah, and you're laddering them out. Yeah, that's probably an okay Which strategy. makes it a disciplined strategy. Laddering makes it disciplined. I just worry about people who buy any kind of fixed income security, and then uh, they start fiddling with it in the future going, oh, our rate's going up, our rate's going down, is inflation going up, is inflation going down? I think I'll wait, I think I'll move. You know, it, it, If you're doing a ladder and you keep the commitment to the ladder, then I think it's a decent strategy for what you're trying to do, which is to create that steady income. Thank you so much for the call, Dan. We appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And Carolyn, it's, oh, no, not Carolyn. Jason. You missed Jason. Jason. Jason's next. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. This is actually another, all right, uh, Tom, this is another Jason, not the same one. (laughs) Uh, Okay, new Jason. I had a question. Yeah, new Jason. Uh, I had a question. So I'm going to, going on to your topic earlier about, you know, saving money. Uh, I, about, what, 10 years ago now, um, I decided that, you know, working the job that I was at the time, I wasn't making too much, but I decided to save up all my money, and like everything that I could. And then I invested it into my first house. And then uh, instead of living in that house, what I did was that I rented it out immediately and I and I still stayed at the place I was because rent was cheaper where I was staying. So and I was uh, so the profits that I was making from the uh, from after purchasing the house, purchasing the house and let, uh, renting it out, uh, I was putting that back into the house. And then when I got a pay raise, I would uh, I would then put more money towards that house too and paid it off. And then. So now, you know, here we are 10, 12 years later, uh, and I have two houses, one that I live in, one that I'm renting out. Now I have about $30,000 uh, in in cash assets uh, and then uh, 115000 in an IRA. And I'm trying to figure out what should my next step be to, uh, like, continue my asset growth and investment growth. Well, it shouldn't be in real estate. Well, or if you're good at it, then why not? But if you're good, but but again, it, 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 if you're running it as a business, you wouldn't run it as a yeah. cash business, though. You probably wouldn't be a hundred percent because you've got too much illiquidity. You got way too much of your money tied up in a or two properties because they're both. You said they're paid off, right, Jason? Uh, correct. They're both paid off. Yeah. So let's assume that's a good point. By the way, yeah. Let's the assume yeah. that that real estate does something that. It's not supposed to ever do in Seattle, and it goes way down. <laughs> Which it may be on the way to right now. Who knows? I mean, yeah. could it fall 50%? Do you think it could? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, yeah. If, if we had, like, a disaster. Well, but no, not not even a disaster. I, 
I lived in, in Colorado many years in the 90s when we saw real estate prices for some types of real estate, residential real estate, drop by 50% or more. Yeah, it would be it would it would be more calamitous than we are today with all the tech layoffs, et cetera. But it could but happen. It yes. certainly could happen. And you've got your money so locked down. Now that's okay while that. you're young. But as yep. you get older, it's gonna become more problematic. That's why we think you need yeah, if you're gonna run real estate as a business, run it as a business. But over and above that you need to invest and you need to invest in a diversified fashion. Yeah, and he's got the IRA, maybe an after-tax account to move some of that other money to to invest that properly as well. Yeah, and or if you haven't maxed out all your IRAs, do some more of that. But an after-tax account and some good ETFs would make a lot of sense. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. We do. We do love more than any other part of, of our job here on Talking Real Money, taking your questions. It is truly the best thing we do. It's our, it's the most fun we have. And I think it's one of the more helpful things we provide. So give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And Carolyn, you are up next. Welcome to our program. Okay, hi. So I have a question on um, the Social Security. Um, so... I hear people, the financial advisors, talk about, well, you guys should hold off, hold off, because you're going to get 8% more if you hold off every year. And that, to me, that is really not an accurate number, because everybody makes different amount of money. And so for my case, I waited like a year and a half or thereabouts, and I was just getting like $6 every month more, which was not 8%. So I just wonder why these people just give out whoa, 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 whoa. information. That- Wait, okay, okay. To first get off, full we're, eight, we're by talking the way, anecdotal. One, one, and it's, yeah, oh, actually, do you have numbers? Because I'm thinking if it was you waited a couple of years and it was $6 more, there's something per wrong. Well, per, okay, per let's month. go back. Yeah, how yeah. much? Is, how big is your benefit? How small is my benefit? My benefit. How small is, is your benefit? <laughs> how much? How much? How much? Come on, hit us. It's um, one two eight one. Twelve eighty one. Okay. So it went up like so, a little over a hundred bucks this past year, but when I yeah, started, I was watching, and it was only going up six dollars a month. Which, um, and my starting number was. I don't know, $1,100 or something. So it's not 8%. It's, people need to be aware of that. By waiting, you don't get automatically 8%. You need, everybody's going to have an individual amount. Okay, yeah, you would, okay, you're, you're winding all these things around. First of all, prior to six to full retirement age, it is not a full 8%. But after your full retirement age, I'm going to have to argue with you here. It is, it is a full as 8% a, matter of fact, a year. As a matter of fact, Carolyn, if you started at 1100 then per year you would have gotten an $88 increase per Plus year. Inflation. Plus There's inflation. Plus inflationary if part. I was, if I was 70 or something? If, if you had reached FRA and you just kept waiting. Like full if, retirement if, age. If your full retirement age was eleven hundred dollars, let's say for example, eleven hundred dollars at full retirement age, whatever age that was. If you waited one year, 
the next year it would have been about a, a, just under twelve hundred dollars, eleven hundred eighty-eight plus inflation and inflation, plus inflation, right? Whatever they adjusted it by. Yeah. So if if you waited until seventy, you would have been looking at about thirteen hundred dollars. No, you're right. At a thousand dollars, it's not big increases because eight percent of a small amount is a small amount. Good point, but, but it is still what, nonetheless eight percent. Mine was only going up six dollars a month, which is not eight percent. Again, I have looked at these, I have looked at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these for people. And I would have to look at your particular situation because that sounds totally aberrant. It, I'm looking at mine right now and mine, I sit here yeah. and just did the math. Mine is 8% per year. Mine is too. I look and I, I'm hoping to wait till age 70 to take people. it so I get maybe that full. For low income people. No, no, that's no, nothing no, to do with your the way it works. No. Has nothing nope. to do with your income, and if it was that low, what you here's what you should do: you should go online to ssa.gov and contact them. There's a get help button in the corner, and tell them the situation. Maybe they made a mistake, or maybe they can explain it to you better than we can. Because without knowing your particulars, it becomes just an anecdote. When we've seen evidence, actual evidence that people are getting an 8% annual increase. Thank you for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. If you have questions, we will try to give you answers at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald, Tom Cox, hanging out over there in the aircraft hangar, looking for a place to land the big B-1. B-1B is going to have a tough landing, man. That thing is humongous. Really? I really, at three feet by three feet. I honestly least, don't know where it's going to go. At but, least you're no. not trying to put a B-52 in there. I think they're of equivalent size, actually. Are they really? So, is the I believe so. B one B, I think it's it's 150 feet. Anyway, it's a big plane. Big plane. Not going to make it here. I think it's going to have to be, as you pointed out, different room. So I'll have to get permission. You could seal it better and uh, fly it out in the yard. And to some people, it would look like a <laughs> last about like 30 a, minutes, like a bombing illusion. It would be like, oh, 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 what's that plane doing there? Yeah. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Give us a call. We're talking today about, or in this episode, in this hour, about the things you know and how much they can hurt you. And one of the big things that we talk about that most of you, we believe most of you don't know, is what you pay for the investments you are in. How much do you pay to the person providing advice? If you have someone providing advice, you're paying them something, even if they say you're not. You are. What do you pay in commissions, either up front or along the way or on the back end? What do you pay in management fees and trading expenses and other things? What and do it you gets pay worse. on an annual basis for advice? Do you know those things? Because the amount of hurt we're talking about, if you invest $100,000 with almost any stockbroker, they call themselves financial advisors, who put you in a loaded mutual fund, you are going to you are going to hand over one way or another about five thousand bucks on that transaction. Five Literally the worst day in the history dollars. of the market. Yeah. Well yeah. And, no. and here's the other one. It's a bad five point seven five percent is a bad, a bad day. day. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, you're right. 1987, the Dow lost 22% in one day. Okay, I'll give you that. But here's the other ones that drive me nuts. Yes, the expense ratio on mutual funds and ETF. Almost no one knows what that is. No. C shares. Almost no one knows that they're being the continually charged. Yeah. Sneaky. But here's the other ones that drive me nuts. Equity index annuities. Well, I'm not paying anything for that. Well, yeah, you kind of are. I mean, you're no, not paying you're not it directly out of your are. pocket. You are. Yeah, it's in, in one, money that you're not getting. Right. It's money that you're not getting. Uh, and if if you want to get out before a term is up, whatever that term might be, you are going to pay a big chunk of money, somewhere between 10 and 1%. If you... Um, and that's go and, and if you buy one of these, the person selling it to you is going to collect up front somewhere between seven and eight percent in a commission. That's real money and it has to come out of one pocket. It's got to come out of your pocket. It's no there's, there's no nobody at the insurance company that just loves you. Uh and by the way, we had one of those. Remember that came in a couple of years ago. We figured out that the person selling the annuity made thirty seven thousand dollars in one afternoon. Do you think they're incentivized to get you into that product? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and it may, you know, even though you don't feel like you pay it directly, the fact that you pay it affects you, and the fact that they're getting it affects what they're selling you. Of you course, see, there's it also does. that hidden cost. Are you going to make as much money on the product as they claim you're going to make, as you think you're going to make? And the truth is, you won't. On an indexed annuity, you will not make the returns of the market because the insurance company has a has to make the money between what you make. And what the market makes to pay the sales guy and for their big building and all the people who work in it. And then the other one, and I know we got calls waiting, but the other one is uh, I'm making 10% a year on my annuity. No, you're not. Oh, you're, they're, they're going to give you 10% back. Not, no, are, is anybody giving a 10% immediate? No, no nobody's no, giving a 10% but they, immediate. All people hear is 10% and they think that's what they're making. I mean, you might get 7% immediate and you're not making that. You're making three or no. four. Your exactly. own money coming and, back at you. I know. Oh. So there's all kinds of ways that this industry tricks you into believing that A, you're making more, B, you're paying them nothing. And that you are. You're paying them. Trust us. Uh, you and you you need to know this. Don't don't just trust. Verify. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Give us a call. It is absolutely free. It's so easy. And by the way, you can do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just that easy. Uh, George, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. I've been using the uh, Merriman 10 Fund Vanguard portfolio for years and years and years. And I was wondering how those returns compare to your one, two, and three fund portfolios. It's worth all the um, rebalancing. It probably Well, I'm pretty is. sure since it's Paul, it's way less than ours. It just goes without saying. Well, because it's Paul, but, you know, here's the reality. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm looking at my statement comparing this year's to last year's. One year, um, I was down 14.7%. So... You have now, your, but how is well, your here, okay. yeah, how yeah, is yeah. yours structured? That that number doesn't really matter. It's it's how it's what your stock bond percentage is. Are you or is this just no the bond, no bond? It's, no, it's one hundred percent. It's the ten stock funds. Oh, it's the ten equities. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. so here's here's the reason that over time, I would expect the ten fund to make more over time. Okay. Mm -hmm. The free three 
fund portfolios we give out tend to be, even though we don't want them to be, more in large mm-hmm. and more in growth than you would get in Paul's 10 fund portfolio because he specifically goes out and buys those funds. In the kind of the global market funds that we recommend, which are simple, they're designed to kind of get people going, you have to end up owning more of those large U.S. firms. It's just the way those are set up. So you end up with more of that, which over time should underproduce small in value. It won't all the time. The last 10 years, our portfolio may have done better than Paul's because large and growth has done no, better. No, actually, because when you look at the just the equity component of our, our portfolios, basically what we're saying is you want to own a total U.S., a total international, or just a total market fund along with a bond fund. And last year, the Vanguard total stock market index lost 18%. Paul's only lost 14%, which tells you that tilt to small and value and that greater diversification actually did make you, you know, a loss, made you more money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And comparing how one portfolio plays out against another is is a tricky little game. You have to be very, very careful with the periods. And, and the longer the periods you can compare, the better off you're going to be. But for some funds, you just don't have that kind of time frame. But we would expect over time, long periods of time, like 50 years, is what, which is what Paul uses, that the 10-fund portfolio is likely to do a little bit better than a two-fund portfolio or a one-fund portfolio. And here's the trade-off. Ten funds is more time. Mm-hmm. Ten funds is, frankly, more because you got to rebalance. you got, you know, things go up, things go down. you got to make those changes. And do you do that, you know, on a disciplined approach when something moves out of sync, or do you do it annually? I mean, so there's all kinds of other aspects to doing that work that make it tricky. I think the bigger decision always is, are you going to accept what the market provides? In other words, I'm going to be an indexer because I'll take the returns of the U.S. and international, small, that kind of thing. That's number one. Number two, then you're looking for the products that can do that best. And number three is if you're going to do it on your own, how much time do you want to spend on this? If you want to make it simple, here's a couple of funds, go do that. Not very many people I know either A, buy the right 10 funds or B, balance no, rebalance them properly the way it really worked we found the way it ends up working is when you're young you do the two or three funds you yep. start to build wealth with the simple portfolio because you've got a job and things to do and a family to raise and and, and a life to live then when you get older and that portfolio starts <laughs> to get nothing to do is what you you're get, saying well, no, the portfolio starts <laughs> to get bigger suddenly you're you're those little tiny incremental changes are bigger dollar amounts. And their, start their dollar to, amounts go up. They start yeah. to carry more weight. And that's when... And it's harder. Yeah. Right. And that's when we find that people make that decision to switch from a DIY to a DIWH approach. And something you pointed out last week as well, and that is in retirement, beyond the portfolio, there's a lot of other big money decisions to be made that a good advisor should handle. Lots. That's you know, why we just talked yeah. about Social Security. That's why you're going other, to, other to DIWH, yeah. which is DI with yep. help. Do it yourself exactly. with help. Because you're always going to be involved in the process. With a good advisor, you should be intimately involved in the process. I mean, they, they should keep you informed all along the way. 
uh, about major changes to your situation, and you should keep them informed about changes to your situation that can impact your portfolio and your future retirement. Which is the that goal? Plan, that's the goal. Yeah, that's the, the that plan should be a living document that gets changed. In fact, I'm meeting with my advisor next month to talk about changes. And by the way, one of the changes I hate to I, I'll say it publicly: you're out. I rewrote my estate plan, and you're no longer in there, my friend. I'm sorry to tell you. I that, was a hundred percent confident I was not in it before. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you're counting uh, on it. So yeah, I just want to well, make sure you're no, fully aware. That's I'm all. I'm fully okay. aware that you you are. <laughs> And, and, you know, and I, I, I'm not in yours and my mom doesn't have enough to leave anything. So I'm all, oh. I, I've known for a long time that I was on, You're on my your own. own. And so yeah. my uh, list, by the way, is long enough for the people that are waiting with their hand out after years that's of torture why I'm waiting me, until so. 70 to take social security. I think that's smart. For that extra yeah. 8% per year. You want another question? I got one that came sure. in. It came yeah. in after hours, but it came into eight five five nine three five talk and I haven't heard it. So I don't know what they're going to say. So Uh-oh. Here you go. Oh gosh. I know. Okay. Wait for hey, uh, someone convinced my coworker to change his 401k investment from a target date fund to this fund, SNVXX. He is uh, 46 years old. Uh, can I have your opinion on that? Thank you so much. Bye. Huh. Okay. Is that Frank, I'm assuming? I'm going to try F- that again. Cause F-N- Good thing I can re-listen. V- uh, can I have your opinion on that? Oh, Thank wait. You. Uh, it's he not F and V. Oh, fund to this fund. S N V X X. S N. Okay, I got it now. I think. Yeah, Are you Schwab. Sure? Gov- the Schwab money market. Come on, no. Oh, so somebody said. Oh yeah, with this market. Oh, time to get out of the market. Uh-huh, time yeah. to get out of the oh, market and go to started, money market. I think, I think we started the show with this. Something uh, about being in a recession and what do I do now? Yeah. Tear up all your paper investments. This yeah, is what um, you get for getting advice uh, from a friend. Yeah, move away from that cubicle, move down the hall or something. That's abhorrent. That's, that's a market terrible timing advice. strategy, and you just ugh, I mean, when do you get back in? The whole thing. Is and the, yeah, no, well, here's the no. question you ask your friend. You say, now, okay, so you went to cash. You're making mm, pretty close to zero because that Schwab what fund. The yield on this? What, yeah. yeah, what is the yield on that? You're making mm. close to zero. When do you get back in? Does your friend actually know the day when the stock market is going to start going up? Because I'm pretty sure, let's see, this came in on the 16th. Um, so if he went into cash in January or maybe December, your friend has already missed out on a, a oh yeah no it's been a, a big a, bounce a, in the stock market of about 5%. Yeah, exactly. The, even the S&P is up three and a half. You missed so he emerging missed that. markets seven. Yeah, I'm trying to find the... What's the symbol again? I, I, I... It's S, Sam, N, Nancy, V, Victory... X-ray, X-ray. X-ray, X-ray. Um, I'm not finding an SNVSX. No, SXX. SNV. I'm trying to find the... Oh, here's the... Sam, Nancy, Victory, XX. nothing. It's the Schwab money market, and it looks like the yield is 1.3, which is more than I would have thought. So, But no, that's that's a horrible... Oh. Market timing strategy, not one you want to undertake. It only sounds good when you compare it to well, you feel good to Bank of when America. The market's down. That's the only reason. yes, it does. And by the way, I think you said you just opened a new account somewhere. You're getting I four did. on your money. I, I mean, that's a lot of money. We we so. sold we sold our our Nissan because we've got yeah. the two mini SUVs. 
We've got too many, many SUVs, apparently. We don't drive that much. And we don't. I work at home. Debbie doesn't have a job. She's retired. Um, So, you know, she'll go shopping. Yeah. Um, But I don't go anywhere. And if we go places, we usually go together. So we're sitting here with this car that in the three years we've owned it, I think we put 6,000 miles on it. (laughs) Which is about what I do a week. Yeah. And we were paying for insurance. So... We sold it, and we got, get this, even though used car prices are going down, they we are going paid. Down. Gone down, gone down. Uh, gone, gone down. Even though we, we paid through Carvana three years ago $20,000, 20500 for the car, sold it to CarMax for nineteen six. Good deal. Got I time know. For more call? We got somebody, got somebody oh, waiting. You got a caller? Oh, well, I yeah, didn't see Scott. You. Scott, you're Let's up. Let's go to him real quick. Yep. Hey, Scott, yep. welcome to Talking Real Money. Scott? You sound worse than I do. Yeah, it sounds worse than I do, and I've got you know, a bug. <laughs> uh, I, we can't hear you, Scott. Tell you what, sorry. Uh, call us either next weekend on Saturday. From, or you can call right after the show. Or call after the show and leave a message at 855-935-TALK because yeah. we're having a little technical glitch. You want to pot them up again real quick to see if it works? Scott? Okay. Uh, am I here? You're here. Okay. Yeah, go, man. Yeah. What do you got? What you got? Uh, let's see. I am no longer employed in uh, state government, but I'm so I'm trying to figure out where to roll my MEBT, my state retirement, and my savings account into one local spot. Into one. We well, can't local... move your savings account into an MEB. I mean, MEBT is qualified money, I believe. No, he's asking where to move right, all of I'm these no things. He wants to move them oh. all to one company. He just wants them all. Are you going to manage this? You manage this on your own, or are you going to hire somebody to help you? Well, one of the other accounts I have is an inherited EJ account, and I'm not happy EJ. with that at all. So, EJ, you know EJ? Yeah, we know who they. We yeah, know EJ. Yeah, Eddie. you don't want to do yeah. that. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. So your options are uh, a talking, if you're going to do it on your own. Together, we're yeah. talking about we're talking about four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I own my okay. home. I own my cars. I have no. Debt, well, there's two ways so to, to approach it. There's the DIY approach: doing it yourself. You open an account with Schwab. You build a diversified portfolio. All that kind of stuff. There's the other approach, which is you don't hire an EJ or an ML or whomever or an MS. Please. You hire a one. 100% fiduciary fee-only advisor. And we have the names of some very good ones at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. You go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash help, and there's a list of great advisors, um, including us. We're on the list, yeah. but uh, some very good ones. And, and, and interview some advisors because a lot of people, when you get to your point in life, need advice. And they'll be very happy to, to help you with half a million dollars. That's Are we not doing traffic? Amount. Apparently not. I don't know. Okay, no, something about going no, to the top of the hour. Sounds good. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out where to go the next step in life. Yeah. Yeah. That, so go to talkingrealmoney.com slash help. Not only will you find that list, but you're going to find a whole lot of information on how to choose an advisor. And that this is not just for you. This is for everybody listening. You it's so hard to choose a good advisor because it is. you're getting yeah. inundated. You yeah. You're getting just pounded with bad information you go to church you got somebody there like the guy a little while ago his friend 
cubicle. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the friend next door who said, "Oh yeah, get to cash. Go to cash right now." What stupid advice? You know, yeah, these you don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good point. Thank so, you anyway, so that's... much. We appreciate your call. And remember to call us at eight five five nine three five talk. And also remember. Come visit us at Retire Me. This is the one time a year where Don gets on a plane. <laughs> this is it. And gets off. I, I mean, get on a thing. plane. Yeah. yeah. I stay on it all the way across the continental United States until somehow, just before we fall off the edge of the earth, we land in Seattle. Because, you know, across the ocean, there be, there be monsters. So uh, I, we land right there. I get out of the plane. I go to Bellevue. I walk yep. around the room going, hey, look, people do listen. And I talk about financial physics, and you have a really good time, and uh, it doesn't cost much. Or you can just do it for free online by going yeah, to retiremeet.com. Nah, brother. Okay, if you're not in the Seattle area, if you're in the then, Seattle yeah. area, you want to come. You should be coming. And, yeah, okay. and, so and seriously, only 200 people. That's all. That's it. Yeah, we've got a smaller room. Uh, so the 25th of February, you're one of the speakers. Paul speaks. I speak. Paul Lopesco speaking. Paul speaks. Uh, speaking. Uh, <laughs> Barb Devereaux on long term care. We got this is this is an all star lineup. It really is truly. And um, are you sure Paul's coming it. back? He says he is. He's right. in California now. He's turning and coming right back. He that says guy for just it, so. keeps moving. I don't know how he does I know. it. And I swear he's part fun. He's part android. There'll be a few surprises. He's, he's artificial intelligence. On. Don won't know about. This oh, I have a surprise for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, All right, oh, then I'll show. Oh, up. Okay, I'll show. Oh, up yeah. You got to miss. No, so. you don't want to miss retirement. This this could be because I'm getting old. You know, I'm good. I'm going <laughs> to be more time daring. You pull a surprise. Okay, more daring. Okay, I'm going to be more uh, daring than I've been in the past because you're going to find another what, what are they going to do? Shirt? What are they going to do? Fire me? Yeah, uh. exactly. Nothing they can do. So join us um, right now. And, and all kidding aside, you can get early bird tickets. I think only for another week or something. Right? Anyway, if the, the bird gives them up. up, the bird is the word. So go to retiremeet.com. Register today. As Don said, if you're in the Seattle area, come and see us in Bellevue on the 25th. If the not, sandwich is do it great. Online. Yeah, it's fun. And we have a good time. It's nice to see me. And the sandwich is great. Are we doing our show live from Maiden Bower, too? We're doing the show live from there, too. We've got to figure that out, actually. I know how to do it. Okay. You just have to buy internet. I'd get a tin can and a piece of string to try it if I was doing it. Uh, So, yeah, join us. It's going to be a great day. We hope to see you there. Retiremeat.com. M-E-E-T or M-E-A-T. I can't see the clock, so I don't know what I'm doing here. We're done. Go. You realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.